welcome to another episode of The Big Question presented by Friends of Film, a podcast taking an in-depth look at a specific movie-related question. On this episode, we'll discuss what changes should be made to the Oscars. As always, I'm your host, Cooper Hood, once again joined by a man campaigning to host the 2019 Oscars, Josh Strader. Oh, dear. Oh, goodness. No, <laughs> please. Um, uh, you, everyone bombs on that stage. I mean, it's very few people make it out alive, right? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's Jimmy a tough crowd. Kimmel, uh, you know, got, got out barely alive maybe <laughs> without you know i don't know yeah, no, if, if it wasn't no. for the envelope mishap at the end i don't know if he'd be back again <laughs> right that's <laughs> fair enough but don't forget um you can check out all of our latest updates on facebook and twitter at friends and film and you can get the rest of our episodes on itunes stitcher and soundcloud and if you can on itunes please leave us a review it really helps yes it does and this week it's not just me and josh we are joined for the first time in studio <laughs> by someone who once binged all of 2016's best Oscar, their best picture nominees for the Oscars in one week, Amanda Morris. Hey, I did do that. That was a that was a fun one. Yeah, so this is your second time on the podcast. Yeah. We had you here, or not here. Yeah. We brought you in Over for Skype. the Wonder Woman <laughs> <laughs> review, which was a little uh, messy. So we did. We made it. We, we did get through. Uh, we had some production mishaps on my end, <laughs> but we got there. We did it. It was fun. And now we're glad to have you back in studio yeah. for the first time because you love the Oscars. I do. So we are thought, you know, why not bring Amanda in to do this category, to do this big question? Seems like a natural fit. Um, so we're just going to go and kind of go round table um, discussion on this one, kind of throw out what changes we'd like to see made and then give opinions on each other's changes. And it's not necessarily like a debate of like, oh, <laughs> Should George Lucas do it? No. Should sure. George Lucas do more? Yes. It's just more like, what do we want to see happen? So uh, we'll start with Josh. Oh, okay. Um, Josh, what is one thing you would want to see the Oscars change? All right. I went populist with my first one. Um, this one's obvious and it needs to be done. The Oscars are way too long. I do not. Hmm. I am not a fan of a three-hour award show. 315, yeah. 320, whatever the case is. Sometimes it rolls further and further, okay? Um I think we got to ditch some categories that get announced on air, uh, especially short films and documentaries. Get rid of them. That's mm. fine with me. Yeah. Get rid of them. No pushback? No. I'm probably going to be on the opposite end because part of what I was going to suggest later is more different categories. <laughs> Woo. Okay. Just because I think that it leans into the question of whether or not the Oscars are for movie makers or if they're for movie goers. And I think that's part of what we're leaning into. That's why the Oscars are so long is because they're trying to fit in all of these little things, which I would agree with you. Maybe we don't see the documentaries on air because I don't think movie goers are as interested mm-hmm. in which short film documentary in a foreign language is <laughs> the best that year. Right. But um, I don't have a problem sitting in for three hours for the Oscars. I remember quite vividly screaming at the end of the 2016 Oscars because I was so excited about best picture. So uh, I'm obviously in it for the long haul. <laughs> So, yeah. yeah, I'm not mad about it. Yeah, I, I don't necessarily have a problem with the length, um, but I, I'm all for shortening it if that's possible. You know, if that means removing categories, sure. Um, but I'd also, I wouldn't be upset if they added categories and took some away, but mm-hmm. then they still do like the same thing where like, I'm pretty sure it's the Oscars where like, they're like, well, two days ago at this other convention, we announced the winners of these awards, mm-hmm. but it's like not Oscar awards. It's like, here's like the visual effects, nomin- like visual effects categories from like a different, um, you know, voting base and everything. Like mm-hmm. he- here's who won these. Like they could do that kind of stuff. Still, you could even still do the 
you know, independent. You could do the uh, document, uh, documentaries, all that sort of stuff, but just be like, and here's a running list of everybody that won. We had this other, you know, presentation three days ago hosted. So those people still get their celebration, but then mm-hmm. you can focus the time of the Oscars to the, the bigger categories, even new categories. Mm-hmm. Um, and even something I don't necessarily, this isn't one of the things I would change, but if you were trying to condense time, mm-hmm. like opening monologue could be cut down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think every best song nominee needs to be performed live there. Like mm-hmm. that stuff, they're, they're great, but it takes up, that's 30 minutes right there for, to get all five nominees basically. So yeah. I think there are ways to definitely shorten it. Um, while also limiting the categories. Yeah, Amanda, mm-hmm. you said are the Oscars for moviegoers or movie makers? Uh-huh. Which which one do you like? Follow. I'm with? very torn. <laughs> okay. Because as a I'm I really enjoy movies, but I'm not like film critic standards. I have a lot of friends who work in the film industry, and they're like would be outraged that we were cutting the documentary <laughs> the category. Like those friends, and I can feel like this is their industry. They want to celebrate. And that's why we have nominations for visual effects and soundtrack and set design, like all of that. And I think moviegoers don't care about that stuff as much. That's for the filmmakers and the community of them. And I think the Oscars are for them as well. So mm-hmm. I'm a little torn because a part of me wants to be selfish and be like, I don't care about set design. I mean, it's cool, but like I would rather see more best picture things, which is part of what I want to talk about later. But okay, but I think, that, I think that's where you could condense some of that stuff. Be like, all right, here's production design costume like you could yeah. do like all that design Bullet behind the scenes stuff have its own separate yeah. you know ceremony have it the, the day before invite all those people there so they get to meet you know their uh co-workers the people they work with in that same yeah. industry you'd still be able to highlight them but then you can just kind of be like here's brief moments of here's every way that won those awards that so yeah, like the average movie go, you're not going to care about, but at the same time, be like, oh, cool. Blade Runner 2049 won best production design. Yeah. Great. It deserved it. But then it's not like, all right, I didn't need to have five minutes of build up to get to that reveal, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's one way we could shave down as well. Yeah. I would agree with that. So uh, is that all you have for your first recommendation, Josh? Yes. That's my first recommendation. So, uh, Amanda, what is one thing you would want to change about the Oscars? I mean, I've kind of addressed it already, but... Um I'm always really disappointed that films in like genre categories don't get nominated for best picture. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's because best picture ends up being nominations for best drama most often. And not that I don't think those things deserve them and they aren't important stories because as I've referenced, Cooper remembers me screaming (laughs) things when Spotlight won a couple years ago because I was really excited and I loved that story. Um, But we haven't seen... um, a science fiction or a fantasy film or a comic book film mm-hmm. nominated for those things. The only genre film that's won was fellowship or not fellowship return of the King mm-hmm. years ago. Um, and there's less than 10 nominations for science fiction or fantasy since 1969. So why are those stories not there? Wow. Um, that's a crazy stat. It concerns me. <laughs> that's, that's what almost 50 years. Yeah. 10 nominations less than 10 the ones i noted and this is before we started the show cooper and i were discussing whether or not mad max is a science fiction film or not but um things that i would consider science fiction or fantasy these were the nominations space odyssey in 69 the original star wars in 78 et the year it came out i forgot to write it down (laughs) um and then the three lord of the rings Mm -hmm. films the james cameron avatar 
uh, District 9, and then The Martian in 2016. District 9 got a Best Picture nomination? Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that is actually. I mean, like, but they had to go, like, total, um, they had to, like, dive into, like, you know, um, anthrop- anthro- uh, anthropology mm-hmm. and, like, all those things, like, set up their, uh, their movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, it got, know, and it's, like, kind of, it's, like, pretty political. Right, exactly. Like, so it's I, got all of those Oscar best mm-hmm. picture things in yeah. it. Right. But and that's like, why it made it to the ballot. So you want to see just like a separate category for blockbusters? I would think either if it's blockbusters, if we say that there's best picture in drama uh-huh. and there's best picture in, uh, you know, science fiction, there's best picture even in horror. I mean, we see horror films yeah. get to that level a couple of times, mm-hmm. a little bit more, honestly, than we see science yeah. fiction or fantasy stories. Um, but if part of the argument, which I think it is for best picture nominees is the type of stories they're telling Mm -hmm. and the importance of those stories. I think science fiction and fantasy should get more representation. Hmm. What if they did it or like, instead of going like best picture and drama, best picture Mm and whatever other genre, what if they did it by like budget, like best best picture under $50 million. That would would likely, you know, hit all of the same movies that are already getting best picture noms, but then best picture over $50 million you could get, Mm a Blade Runner you could get a Star Wars you could get mm-hmm. you know Black Panther next year potentially like you could like get all of those more high profile movies and even more like those mid-budget movies could still contend for that kind of stuff that typically typically they would just be overshadowed by mm-hmm. yeah. yeah that's a really good point especially because as it stands right now Black Panther probably doesn't have like a real shot of getting a best picture mm-hmm. nomination next year yeah i mean, I mean we don't know we don't know but seems unlikely yeah. it seems yeah exactly just based on like those stats that you just gave and then i mean looking at the categories this year uh like no one's dunkirk's the most you know expensive mm-hmm. film on there mm-hmm. but he had to go war and gritty and everything like right. that you know what mm-hmm. the academy loves so um hmm which like how do you know how much Dunkirk cost? I think it came in at like a hundred million. Right. So there there's like a case where if they did split it up by production budget, where like mm-hmm. I don't think even if like Dun if Dunkirk was and you could even take it down to do like seven slots. So that way you're not going from potentially ten best picture nominees to twenty. Right. Don't just like kind of saturating the market and being like mm-hmm. there's just too many. You could lower the amount of um movies that are nominated overall. But then, you know, I think you still get something like Dunkirk. If that was in the above 50, like that's still, that's like the easy, that's the clear cut. It's going to win best picture in the above 50 where currently it's like in a tough battle probably between like Mm -hmm. Shape of Water, Get Out. Like Mm -hmm. there's no like guarantee that that Dunkirk's even going to win where if it was in that above 50 category potentially, it would like most likely not have a problem walking away with victory. Yeah. Or something something more like the Golden Globes, too, would even be nice. Yeah. And I looked into that because I don't normally watch the Golden Globes. And I was like, it seems like they do that, though. They have mm-hmm. more. But they still only do drama they and do a musical comedy. Yeah. Musical or a comedy. Which, which they really still split out- the difference on what's a musical <laughs> or a Martian. comedy. Yeah. The Martian was in there? The, yeah, they dominated that as a comedy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, Matt it's, Damon was hilarious, but it, it's not. It's not a comedy. Yeah, it, was, uh, it made... Um, uh, the host, who's British, uh, uh, Ricky Gervais. Yeah, Ricky oh. Gervais just like lose him. Yeah. <laughs> that is the winner. Yeah, because that's ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's not it's not good. <laughs> but so even there, and even if you're drawing that line, it leaves science fiction and fantasy and comic stories. Yeah, out yeah. a fiction category as a whole would yeah. be perfect. 
Uh, well, I mean, I guess it's all fiction, yeah, but a, right. a fine line between um, biopic and mm-hmm. drama versus like you're trying to like, uh, yeah. whatever the, however Something you would. Something genre. Yeah. Yeah. Like. I, yeah. I just don't know how you would categorize it as being like, all right, it's, it's this because genre is mm-hmm. like super like, you know, when we were having the Mad Max discussion yeah. is sci-fi. It's like. Uh, like not it's really but like i could see people like saying yeah it's science fiction because it's like in this like not realistic realm mm-hmm. or whatever but mm-hmm. like I, th- I think that's like really subjective where like you i think there's other finer points you could just be like here's the cutoff yeah do it one way or the other instead of like we, i think we'd get into the golden globes discussion then of like mm-hmm. uh like shape of waters nominated for best comedy or something <laughs> like that it's like that doesn't work but if you find something like an actual like categorizable like merit to it, mm-hmm. then I think yeah. you would really figure out how to best categorize things. Sort of like maybe when you submit your film for rating by the rating association, mm-hmm. whatever you got to put a stamp on it right then mm-hmm. and there, or something like that. You know, make make that things. Lets movie makers put their genre on the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that would be interesting. Um, yeah, so I think the the first thing for me that I think. I, I would love to see happen. I don't ever really see it happening, but um, it's the one that like whatever changes happen, I think it would make the end results even more interesting would be publicizing voting counts. Mm. So like, I want to know like when Moonlight beat La La Land last year, was it the landslide or was it like the narrowest mm. of margins? Mm. Like, I think that would yeah. make all these conversations so much more interesting. Like I talked about it with Josh, like probably a month or two ago about like this idea and I was like, you know, you could do like the NBA, like all-star votes. Like you have to, or like first team, like NBA teams, whatever you have to, they publicize voting counts, but also who voted. I don't need, I don't think you have to do that. Cause then you could get mm-hmm. into like, all right, well, who's not voting for <laughs> movies of this type or yeah. people of this right. type or whatever. Um, you could really get into some messy waters there, but if mm-hmm. you publicize the voting counts for best picture best act. i don't need it for necessarily every movie mm-hmm. i mean you could do it for every category but i think the ones that'd be most important too would be the major ones where you'd be like all right best at, best supporting actress this year how many people voted for janny how many people voted for metcalf and you could be like whichever one wins be like oh man like this person only missed out by fifty thousand votes which is like mm-hmm. a lot but like the academy has hundreds of thousands of people involved so yeah it's like that's a still slim margin where then you could get into like eventually having like fun discussions like wow that's like the smallest deficit ever like that's the narrowest mm-hmm. of margin it's the tightest race um and you could really get into like how close this race actually was instead of just like at the end of the day it's like a couple people here and they're like oh well you know dunkirk won best picture but i voted for this movie and it's like great you're one person but like what was the consensus like obviously the consensus was whatever we won but like mm-hmm. what did everybody else like were people voting for you know, whatever the last movie to get in to the best picture nomination, like how many did like, what was the ninth place best picture? Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why they're not going to do it. Cause they would like be like, Oh, mm. so like, this is how like the Academy <laughs> kind of ranked these movies. But I think it would really add for some interesting discussion after mm-hmm. the Oscars were over. Instead of just being like, here's who won. And then nobody really cares after that. Yeah. I think it'd be interesting to see who's in that second place spot and if that would change mm-hmm. the conversation. Because at this point, like you said, you get the Oscar nomination and then you get to put that little thing on your DVD when you sell it, like nominated for this many Oscars. Mm-hmm. Does that change? Oh, came in second place or right. third place for best picture. Does that change the branding of that? Yeah. I'd be curious to see that conversation. Runner up banners and all sorts yeah. of things like that. 
Like, could, I could definitely see that happening if that was the case. <laughs> it would, yeah, maybe only publicize like the top three. That yeah. Way you don't like feel really bad that like you know at the end of the day like the post got ten votes or whatever. Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> like yeah, like there's some of those things where, like I don't see like some people voting for like the post for best picture. Yeah. Like maybe there's a couple, but like. I don't think it's going to be a lot. So it's like, that could be kind of like, <laughs> Oh, we're like kind of throwing a little bit of shade there, but mm-hmm. like, yeah, like doing top three, like perfect. Yeah. I don't want to, yeah. I'm not advocating safe spaces. Just kind of like, let's not be too rough on everybody. Right. Yes. You're, you're kind of like protecting like, um, identities and reputations at that point being like, you know, it's still Spielberg. It's, it's Streep. It's Hanks, right. yeah. but it's not like, you know, even if you would consider it to be like the worst of the best picture nominees, it so was like, still a best picture nominee. Right. It was still yeah. one of the best nine movies to come out this year. So, like, I bought, yeah, I like that suggestion. Yeah. Like, limited in it a lot. Um, so, yeah, uh, Josh, what is your other suggestion to change okay. the Oscars? Um, this is kind of going back to what Amanda started with, uh, but it's a different take. All right. Two Oscar voting sessions. Hmm. One in the beginning part of the year, one in the latter part of the year. So probably you split it, you have a June 30th cutoff. Hmm. And then the Academy votes five Best Picture nominees. And you can go down the categories, but I think it just focused solely on Best Picture. If we don't go the genre way, <laughs> we should go this way. Because if we did that, you know what movie would be nominated this year? Logan. Logan. <laughs> Logan has been mm. ripped off. I think Lego Batman also got ripped <laughs> off. And since that would have happened in the first part of the year, it would have been nominated for... Um, best animated picture Mm -hmm. exactly so that is what i think we need to do um you it would also incentivize people to put your movies out and like strategize okay well if star wars is planning to come out that's definitely going to get you know maybe some people are going to like that i mean Mm -hmm. it's not a drama or whatever the case is but you know um these bigger movies whatever your type is depending on where you release it which half of the year Mm um you have a shot and it would then evade like the you know pile up that is uh, December, November, yeah. October, all of those mm-hmm. uh, days, and then you're just like you know, left playing catch up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because then like a uh, studio could be like, all right, well we have a really good movie, let's put out at the beginning of the year where like there's not a lot of like normally like you know best picture type caliber. Um, movies out there let's put it out there so we're like almost guaranteeing ourselves like a slot in that initial top five ballot yeah which like again they could shake up the release schedule tremendously yeah because i think you do i mean i saw like which for me is a lot i think eight movies in the last two weeks of december because everything was out Mm -hmm. for oscar nominations and i think that would be really interesting to see some of those either bigger budget or um bigger story movies coming out earlier mm-hmm. in the year that'd be really interesting yeah what if instead of um be, like because we don't know if they would necessarily change like if studios would like change their release schedule to be like all right instead of maybe pushing for that let's get a limited release in december we'll mm-hmm. wait put it out in february mm-hmm. and go for next year's oscars and that beginning of the year what if instead they did you still divide up into half the year but you did like three best pictures for the first half three for the end and then you did like and then two randoms so that way it's not like all right well the end of the year was way more stacked than the beginning and we're getting people left off because that's just like how the 
competition weighed out mm-hmm. like that'd be a way for like uh mulligans almost we're like all right we yeah. couldn't vote it in the top three but let's we'll still get it in there mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh and that's kind of what i, I wrote that like with unanimous academy like consent or something like that where you'd be like oh well we didn't i mean they put out this picture and there's no way we can't not mm-hmm. let mm-hmm. you know um uh, whatever the movie is uh you know get in right and be like left out in the cold when everyone raved about it when it's arguably like you know groundbreaking and mm-hmm. et cetera et cetera et cetera and things like that but it'll also like you know just break like break up the pile on at the end of the year and let moviegoers have a range of options throughout mm-hmm. the year instead of just being like well i'm only gonna see like three movies you know this month or whatever the case is mm-hmm. instead they're spread out and then that keeps a cycle going through theaters and th- that would like incentivize you know um the chains to be able to like, you know, have a constant flow of movies except instead of getting to January and be like, well, I guess it's Den of Thieves or, <laughs> you know, um, whatever else is out there. So, yeah, yeah, I think, I think that's a good idea. Yeah. I think it would be good for theaters too. I think because mm-hmm. people in December who aren't that committed to seeing all of those movies are like, man, there's like eight things out I want to see, mm-hmm. but I'm really only going to see two of them. So those movies don't get seen because I right. still haven't seen some of the best picture nominees mm-hmm. this year because Grad school is a lot time. harder than undergrad, <laughs> so I don't have as much time for those things. Yeah. Um, so, Amanda, what is the second thing that you would change about the Oscars? Well, I think this kind of leans into what we were talking about earlier. That question, does are the Oscars for moviegoers or for movie creators? Mm-hmm. Um, I was doing a little bit of reading on some of the changes they have made. And in the animation category, they made a change this year. Um, so instead of being selected just by the animation wing of the academy the films for that category are being selected by the whole academy which is an effort to minimize this bias towards the indie foreign film animation Hmm. industry that's how boss baby got in there yes it is (laughs) um so i mean i guess it's more of a question because i kind of feel that tension um and because animators work and see a wide spectrum of films it makes sense that they choose films like Life of Vincent or Witch's mm-hmm. Flower instead of like O Batman, which you guys both loved. Um, yes. <laughs> and that's why best CGI and Pixar films still nearly always win mm-hmm. because the voting happens from the whole Academy instead of just the animation people. Um, but is that a reason to lean into more nominations for big studio films or is it just, do we lean into continuing to let those indie sh- movies get seen because even just being nominated raises the revenue for those films Mm -hmm. by a huge margin. And I'd hate to take that away from the animation studios. Yeah. I think that's interesting because like, I think it's the same way for all categories, right? So like only directors vote for best director. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's just, is that just nominees or is that, I think they choose the voting. They choose the nominees. But then everybody votes on who should win. I'm actually not sure. I I think that's how it works. (laughs) Yes. I should have looked into it. Because, uh, yeah, otherwise it'd just be like, all right, the PGAs are like the the WGAs, like the Writers Guild. Like, uh-huh. you know who's going to win Best Screenplay then because the, all the same people are voting again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I think you're right. So I th- yeah, I think it's everybody, but but you're saying everybody should be able to vote for who the nominees are. Right. That's what's happening. That's yeah. what happened this year. That I changed it. And you would want to see that go. I I guess wide? I'm torn because I like I love animation. Mm-hmm. I and I love. Like Studio Ghibli films are some of my favorite things, and I love that those things get uh, publicity mm-hmm. because they get nominated for the Oscars. What's gonna? Ha- I know a lot of people in animation, and so I think for them this was hard because they're like, "Well, why were those studios that are already 
struggling a bit yeah. in the indie animation field, um, this is kind of a hit for them. And that bums me out. Mm-hmm. So I would like to see that go back, I think. As I'm talking about it, I think that's what I think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's the studio behind Box Trolls and Paranorman? Is that DreamWorks? Mm, can't remember. I think it's DreamWorks. Uh, I think it sounds like, I think it's DreamWorks, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they get some love, mm-hmm. but if this is the new way they're doing it and everyone just votes for it in like the nomination period, mm-hmm. yeah, Disney would dominate. Mm-hmm. I mean, they would get Coco, Cars 3, I mean, you know, yeah. all of those in there. And that's why things like Cars 3 don't get into that nomination category is because animators are choosing and animators aren't going to choose Cars 3. Yeah. Because even if the art is okay, the story was... I mean, I guess I can't say I didn't see Cars 3, but <laughs> right. it, well, it was not, I can't it was not imagine great. it was that good. Yeah. No. Well, and even like I, I th- like an animation for like, especially like a sequel at Cars 3, like those animators already have like the builds yeah. pre-made. So they don't have to spend as much time yeah. doing all that stuff because they're building off of what was happened before. Whereas like, you know, Inside Out or something like, mm-hmm. the, again, that's going back to Disney, but like that's, they had to do new builds, new animation, new mm-hmm. technology for all that stuff where like sequels like cars three or something it's just like you're just sitting back on your laurels being like all right yeah like finding dory we know how to animate dory we did it for an entire movie yeah. let's just which is why dory again. didn't get nominated either right so like, yeah i think it i think it raises interesting questions about that yeah and that's why inside out and coco is going to win this year mm-hmm. which is a which is great because coco was great yeah um but that's why it wins is because a lot of times uh academies pick the films that their kids wanted to watch from the animation mm-hmm. category. They're like, well, my kid watched Be- Big Hero 6 six times, so that must yeah. be the best one. Right. And had no interest in the Red Turtle or whatever else was up yeah. that year. Ooh. But I also think, like, you know, going to, like, other categories, like, if everybody votes on the final, like, the people involved in that same category vote for the nominees, when everybody votes on who should win, I, I think that goes back to, like, why, like, you know, Tom Hanks, Spielberg, like those the, those same people are always getting nominated instead mm-hmm. of like the new talent because if mm-hmm. you're asking older Academy members, all right, vote on this. It's like, I don't know who Daniel, Ka- Daniel Ka- Kaluuya. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who that guy is. So I'm not, not voting for him. I didn't see Get Out. <laughs> Tom Hanks. Like mm-hmm. yeah. you're just voting on who you know at that point, especially for Academy voters who don't see everything. Mm-hmm. You just be like, oh, Pixar? Perfect. <laughs> yeah. They're always good. Good dinosaur? Yeah, you're great. Mm-hmm. Like... And that's not really how it should work, um, which kind of takes me into where what I would change mm-hmm. also about yeah. the Oscars is the award campaigning. Mm. Hmm. I hate the politics behind. <laughs> all right. Well, this deal is made by Warner Brothers or this movie is made by Warner Brothers. So we have the money to back it. This was made by Fox Searchlight. We have the money to back it like movies like Ingrid Go West nothing you know big mm. sick like they they gave it a little bit of a push but like it it doesn't it didn't stand a chance because mm. it's it's not it's not one it's not from a major studio so it doesn't have the cash behind it left over after marketing um the movie initially and making it it doesn't have the money left over to give it a campaign push to get oscar and award love like i think they should it, it can't happen i don't think that's love would be a possibility but i don't mm-hmm. i think that hurts the movies in the long haul because movies like wind river don't have yeah. that budget behind them to give them a $50 million awards push. They're just left being like, well, I hope some people liked us and yeah. people do, but not enough people even know about it to give it a vote to begin with. Yeah. So, which is why dividing up the award season voting <laughs> would open things <laughs> up. It all comes, That's it all true. ties together. But then I guess, you know, of course, um, 
then, you know, that, that, that is a great point. Like, especially because um, the big sick was like that independent. It was like, it was cobbled together through like mm-hmm. so many pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, funding, and then they had to sell themselves to Amazon uh, pre-wise. And at that point, like, I didn't even know it hit Amazon streaming until right. mm-hmm. like I stumbled across... Um, uh, his fitter, uh, tw- uh, Twitter, Twitter, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, oh, I like that idea a lot. Yeah. Actually, I yeah. think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because I just think there's, I think there's more movies out there. Like, I'm not taking anything away from the Best Picture nominees that mm-hmm. are currently out there or anything, but I think there are more movies out there that should be considered, like that just don't get that attention because they don't have the money behind it to push them. Or you have you have a movie like Wolf of Pen the Apes, and mm. you're like, all right, well. We're going to put all of our money into the VFX categories because that's our best chance to get a nomination. That's our best mm-hmm. chance to win. And let we're not going to give any campaigns towards like Matt Reeves or Best Picture or Best Score mm-hmm. or like anything where like it could have done all of that stuff probably. But I think a lot of people just kind of forgot about it because it wasn't in that. All right, we're getting screeners. We're getting gift baskets. We're getting sweaters mm-hmm. for... <laughs> Wolf of Man the Apes, right. we're, we're getting a VFX reel. Like, oh, yeah, this did have good VFX. I'll give it a nomination. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think that brings us back to our genre discussion as well. Yeah. Because if you don't have to compete against dramas, mm-hmm. if there's a, like you were suggesting, if we split it up based on budgets, then smaller indie pictures like Big Sick mm-hmm. can have stand a fighting chance. Yeah. Because, yeah, I think, like, if we split it up into, like, budgets this year, like, I, Wolf of the Planet of the Apes... Star Wars, um, you know, Blade Runner, I think those are all locks for the mm-hmm. above $50 million Best Picture nominations mm-hmm. yeah. instead of all of them being left off. Yeah. So. Um, I'm a little salty. Last Jedi is not there. So. Yeah. It's a conversation for another day. Yeah. We'll get or Mark Hamill. <laughs> or Mark Hamill's yeah. Best Supporting. Because that's, uh. I mean, you could, if, if, we, if you went that route, Best Picture, you go that route with everything mm-hmm. to really just be like, which again, I think is something that, the Academy, like I th- believe viewership has been declining for the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Like you're not going to get the regular person on the street to tune in to see if I, Tanya beats whatever. Cause they yeah. probably haven't seen either movie. Mm-hmm. But if you say it's star, star Wars up for potentially best movie or yeah. Logan is or whatever, then you're like, Oh, I've seen that movie. Yeah. I'll, I'll watch that. Like you're going to get more interest from general people just because they've seen the movies that you're, you know, marketing basically. Yeah. Which, I mean, you could go back to, <laughs> this wasn't an idea I had written down, but one I've seen float on a lot of like making some sort of service or some deal with a streaming service already to be like, you know, instead of waiting, like we're, we live in Fort Wayne, Indiana, instead of waiting <laughs> six weeks, maybe three months to get a best picture nomination here in the theater yep. close to us. You could just be like, here, sign up for Oscars streaming pass or whatever. Wow, I'd love that. And would be every movie nominated so for exciting. an Oscar is there at your disposal. Yeah. Like, I think you'd get a ton of people to sign up for it, and you could split that profit with people based on how many view, how many streams their movie got, and mm-hmm. you could just go down that rabbit hole. And I think give you those movies better exposure because, like, yeah, like The Breadwinner or whatever mm-hmm. is nominated for Best Animated Movie. I'm not... I'm not seeking those movies out, but if I there's no way it's coming here. But if I paid thirty dollars for a two month pass to watch any Oscar nominated movie, yeah. and I was bored one night, I'm like, you know what? It's nominated. Let's see what it's about. Let's see if it's better than Lego Batman movie. <laughs> yeah. Probably not. But I, I would, I, could, I, could, I could, I could give it a chance, and 
instead of just not. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I won't ever rail against elitism in Hollywood, but <laughs> listen, like, listen, like that, the, the, distribu- the, the distribution method, which I know I understand is linked to how much money the films have, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But like, we didn't even get the Florida Project. Nobody nope. got the Florida Project. It's you can buy it now in DVD and Blu-ray and digital. But but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna as much as I would want to see the Florida. I'm not gonna spend twelve dollars to buy it on iTunes to mm-hmm. watch it. Mm-hmm. I would, but I would spend thirty to watch that and any other Best Picture nomination yeah. or Oscar nominated movie in the span of three months or whatever. Like right on. Yeah. There's uh, yeah. We're just scratching the surface of things <laughs> that you could do to improve the Oscars. Not that we don't love the Oscars, no. but we're I mean, going to watch the whole three and a half hour thing. <laughs> but yep, <laughs> you know, there are definitely ways to improve it, make it more interesting. Um, and you mentioned like adding other categories. One thing I want to mm-hmm. throw out quickly, like I think there should be a stunt category. Best stunt. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Not only because stunts are so impressive and there's some of the best parts of the movies, but it's super dangerous. It's like, so the, dangerous. The amount of people that have died in the last year doing stunts on yeah. movies and TVs is insane, especially high profile stuff. They know what they, most of the time they know what they're doing, but they're also risking their lives every mm. single day to give you one cool jump, one cool leap. Like you yeah. could get Tom Cruise's I knew it was ankle, coming. ankle, ankle <laughs> breaking <laughs> jump <laughs> nominated for a best stunt because like you have, plus I think it encouraged oh, those people, like act, you could it, it would even encourage actors potentially to do their own stunts more because it's like, you know, I might, mm. I, might not, I might not get a best actor nomination, but I could get a best stunt if I go do this myself. Yeah. And I think- just the risk involved, I think that that's one of the categories. Mm-hmm. If, we, if they were going to add one ever, I think that's the first one they should yeah, do. Yeah, I think that honors kind of an undersold element of Hollywood mm-hmm. and actors and actresses like, I'm going to talk about Star Wars again, Daisy Ridley and Adam Driver, yeah. who did so much work mm-hmm. for Last Jedi and were stellar. Yeah. Like, acknowledge not only were they awesome actors, but they did something incredibly athletic and cool. Plus, it would, it would also shine a spotlight more on big budget movies, most likely. Yeah. Because those... You would get like Mad Max best stunts on when they're oh swinging gosh, on top yeah. of cars, like that's insane. Or like Atomic Blonde, that mm. movie's not great, but that one <laughs> that one take ten minute fight sequence is in, mm. is incredible. But you and you could get Charlize Theron and mm. David Leach an Oscar nomination for what they did there. Mm-hmm. And we, and any of the comic book stories, yeah, yeah. And then we would get off the footnote of oh, stunt X so and so passed away after you know something went wrong, yeah. and mm-hmm. you know I just it would instead of letting them be you know random news stories that come right. across you yeah. know you actually exalt that mm-hmm. and that yeah that's actually great yeah. yeah so that was the last thing i want to suggest here i think we have a lot of good suggestions <laughs> the academy if you're listening to this <laughs> this is take what you it do. all <laughs> uh totally free of charge just invite us all to the oscars next year when josh is hosting mm-hmm. so, uh, <laughs> yes um, <laughs> almost made josh I'll start writing my <laughs> yeah. i'll start writing my monologue now yeah perfect um so Hopefully you guys enjoyed this. If you guys have suggestions on what you would like to see changed at the Oscars, obviously let us know. You can tweet us at Friends of Film. We're on Facebook, all that sort of stuff. Uh, you can find me personally on Twitter at Movie Cooper and Coops underscore Hoops. And you can get at me, Josh, at just Joshua Ryan. And I am at Call Me Maynard on Twitter. Yeah. So uh, thanks again for tuning in to the Friends of Film podcast. Again, go give us a review on iTunes. Share the podcast wherever you can. Uh, we'll be back next week with another big question and a review of Red Sparrow. Josh. Thanks for stopping in, everyone. Amanda, did you enjoy your time? Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. And be sure to turn next week for our future episodes.